You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, welcome back in, everyone, to the Go247 podcast. I am Glenn West, the senior writer here at the site. Uh, once again, joined by Dylan Sanders, our contributing writer, and currently on vacation, Dylan Sanders. Uh, <laughs> LSU has off the rest of the week here for fall break. Uh, Dylan, how have you been enjoying your 24 hours of freedom? Oh, it's been so good. I've barely had to look at my grade book and see how people are, are grading. No, it's been good. It's been chill. It's Halloween season, so I'm I'm watching a bunch of Halloween content. I, I love I love horror movies. Uh, I love this type of time of year. But uh, it's also great because there's so much sports happening right now. Yeah, it's getting to be that time of uh, right in the heat of SEC play. We'll get into a couple of the matchups uh, later on in the pod. But uh, first off, of course, we got to touch on LSU and Florida. Uh, but before we do that, just make sure you guys are subscribing to YouTube, uh, hitting that like button, uh, subscribing wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify. All that stuff helps us as we try to grow this thing out. So uh, with that, uh, LSU has its second SEC game of the season uh, on the road, uh, I should say, uh, in Gainesville as the Tigers will head back uh, to where there was some some pretty entertaining. Uh, it was a pretty entertaining matchup the last time these two uh teens battled it out in Gainesville there was a shoe there was fog there was a near 60 yard field goal to end things um don't know what we're going to expect this week uh I don't think special teams will play as prominent a role in this one but maybe they will well well, well, uh, maybe not in a good way but yeah exactly maybe (laughs) not in the way we're thinking yeah uh so um yeah with that you know we'll, we'll, we'll certainly get our thoughts here on a on LSU Florida, we've had a nice chance to talk with Coach Kelly a couple times, uh, spoken with a few players as well, coming off that tough Tennessee loss. Um, you know, just a couple of quick takeaways from me. Uh, team seems to be in still very high spirits. I think with everybody we've talked to, you know, they you always run the risk with a game like that of, you know, potentially having some friction in the locker room, but it doesn't sound like anything like that's happened. They've actually had more player meetings, more player-led meetings uh, this week, which you really like to see. Uh, these guys really take control of uh, of their performances. And, and look, everybody understands. I think last week was not to uh, the execution and, and and to the standard that they were hoping for uh, against Tennessee. But you know that's why you have another week here of college football. You get another opportunity to uh, to play. And and look, I think this is a favorable matchup for LSU. I think there's a reason that. Florida is only favored by two and a half, three points uh, in this game. I think LSU is going to have its opportunities uh, in the run game to potentially open up some holes. Uh, I think they're going to have to defend the run uh, against Florida. Um, you know, I guess we can just start offensively because that's always the hot topic here. Uh, it appears this season, but um, I, I think this is going to be a huge game for the LSU run game. I, I really do. I think it's going to be a get right game. 
I think being able to have Will Campbell back in this lineup, uh, you really felt that last week when you didn't have him, uh, you know, at that left tackle spot. Um, but I think having him back uh, it will, will potentially help uh, LSU as they try to try to get this thing moving in the right direction. I mean, I think at this point, I'm just hoping for not even a fast start. If we could just get a lukewarm start to the game, I think I'd be happy on offense. Um, you know, it's just been a, a real tough stretch for them in terms of trying to get off on the right foot. I would say just moving the sticks, uh, getting a couple first downs, chewing up some clock, uh, even if it doesn't result in points right away, uh, just doing things that doesn't beat yourself, I think, is what I'm really looking for early in this game. Um, but, Dylan, just you know, offensively, what where are kind of you at with this group and kind of what they need to lean into this week against Florida? Yeah, well, um, Florida has a uh, – well, yeah, Florida's – defense is okay they're not to the uh to this to what people would want them to be but uh i think that there's plenty of opportunities there for lsu to take advantage of this is also the first time in my opinion outside of the auburn game of these bigger name matchups that lsu does not have a clear uh quarterback uh a clear like worst quarterback uh going into it (laughs) um anthony richardson and jane daniels both you know could be a lot better (laughs) um but also you know jane daniels could be worse you know jane daniels gets a lot of undue uh, i've been outward about it he gets a lot of undue hate uh he's not he's not been perfect but he's definitely the best chance this team has to win games and i feel like honestly if he plays like he did last week they kind of have an advantage at the quarterback position uh this week which would be huge um, but also, yeah, that run game is gonna be is gonna be massive. It's this game is gonna be one loss on the ground. Both teams uh, will be looking to establish the run. I don't know if it'll be the most high scoring game we've seen all year. I probably not. I would I would I would go to say no. But uh, you know, there is again an opportunity for LSU to have one of their better offensive uh, offensive games of the season. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of bouncing off that a little bit, you know, uh, th- this is going to be a game that I think is won and lost on the ground, like you said. Um, Florida's allowing almost 100, oh, over 185 yards on the ground this season. That's m- among the worst marks in the SEC. It's a one among the most marks, uh, worst marks in the country, uh, for that matter. Um, they're they're, but on the other side, they're also pretty proficient at running. I mean, they think they're averaging over 200 yards uh, a game on the ground. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a, a situation where LSU's front seven is really going to have to show up. Um, they, uh, I was say Florida has a top 20 rushing offense and a bottom 20 rushing defense in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like uh, there, there's some ways here for LSU to kind of have an advantage and, uh, to, to really focus on a couple of things, uh, within their run game and, and obviously on, on defense as well. Um, but you know, I think just, uh, yeah, John Emery, Josh Williams, Noah Kane, uh, those guys are going to have to have their number called um, pretty consistently, I would imagine, in this game. Uh, and then you also got Jaden Daniels. And look, I mean, we've talked about Jaden a lot. Uh, he, I think, you know, I think I tend to agree with you. He's gotten some unfair flack uh, in terms of the the offense and how it's being run. Um, but we do know that he has legs and he has mobility, and he's going to be able to use those to his advantage. I think this weekend. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they call some more design runs for him, some more RPO um, thrown in there as well. Um, 
But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, look, the, the one thing that I just want to see from this offense is just some consistency earlier in the game. I mean, like, what you know, the last couple weeks, Auburn, Tennessee, you've gotten down so much early and you've had to really rely on the passing game for much of the rest of the rest of the you know final three or two and a half quarters of these games. Um, and you just you're just not having any balance really in your offense. And so uh, I do think it's important for for LSU to be able to move the sticks early for them to get in scoring position, um, potentially knock in a couple field goals. If they get lucky with a touchdown early in the game, uh, that would be swell for me. Uh, but, you know, look, it's just going to be it's going to be one of those trying to win it in the trenches kind of games, I think, for LSU. Um, you, you, you hope to see. Some, some market improvement there, like I said, with the continuity on the offensive line by having Campbell back out there. Um, you know, we talked with Coach Kelly on Thursday and kind of the rotation that they're thinking uh, they're going to stick with, with Garrett Dellinger out. They're going to slide Miles Frazier over to left guard. They're going to slide uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony Bradford in at right guard. And then you got Turner at center and Emory Jones at right tackle to kind of hone things out and Look, I think you're going to see a lot of blocking from from Mason Taylor. You're going to see a lot of blocking from Cole Taylor. Um, we'll see if Cole Taylor loses a shoe and what happens there. But um, you know, I do think there's going to be some opportunities here to really, really, really finesse Florida with the run game and, and really kind of shove it down their throats if they uh, can can just do a couple things different and, and kind of get some more consistency in their blocking patterns, uh, what they're trying to do. Uh, in terms of their shifting on offense, their motion on offense, I think can go a long ways in kind of confusing this Florida defense. So I'm going to be really interested in, on, on the ground and see how they how they really propel this thing forward. Yeah, it's, you know, we're getting to the point where they've gotten six games together. Now's the time to really, you know, try and – you, you, you kind of know what you have at this point in the season. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's how – the the offense utilizes that talent and i think to this point in the season it's been that's been one of the weaknesses is putting the talent in the best place to succeed um and i think that's been a weakness so now that they have more of an idea the excuses start start to lessen and lessen in terms of how you're using the players so now uh you know uh, you know offense doesn't travel as well as defense so we may be asking a lot for this team to go on the road and look completely revamped on on offense, but you know they still have talent on this roster. It, it's it's a it's a big rebuild and a big turnaround, but they still have plenty of talent. And uh, I'd like to see finally a game. Kayshawn started to have a little bit of success. Uh, got his first pat, uh, receiving touchdown last week. I'd like to see that uh, continue to improve as well. Yeah, I would too, and I think I kind of reached the point last weekend, as I think a lot of people did, where you know you you say all the right things, you know, you say you want to get him more involved, um, but you've got to go out there and show it a little bit more consistently, and and I think that you know that's coaching, that's play calling, that's Jaden recognizing where he's at on the field, that's Kayshawn staying engaged in the game throughout the entire time um everything kind of goes into that and, and just kind of how you're scheming up this game um you know i i wouldn't be surprised if uh jack besh's number gets called a little bit more jerry jenkins is a guy who has really thrived in this rivalry over the last couple of years i think four of his 10 or 11 touchdowns that he has in his career have come against florida uh including a couple last year 
uh, at home in that big game that was the Ty Davis price game. But um, yeah, I, I think, look, there's, there's some opportunities here for LSU's offense to kind of get back on track and feel good about themselves heading into Ole Miss week. Um, which brings me to the defense. You know, I think defensively, um, you know, they're they're still figuring some stuff out in the secondary. It sounds like Jark Bernard Converse is still um, kind of looking at that safety role. They really like him back there. Um, we asked Coach Kelly about Joe Fusha on 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 Thursday, and he thinks there's going to be a bigger role for Joe Fusha uh, this weekend. Um, they called him a. I think he, the exact words were a closer to the box kind of safety. So a guy that they're going to be able to use around the line of scrimmage and hopefully make some big plays uh, in the run game. Um, you know, there, there also sounds like they're going to have an expanded role for Harold Perkins, the freshman standout linebacker who didn't play a whole lot last weekend. You know, we heard it was schematically, which is why they didn't get him on the field. Um, okay, but you know, I think you know, I think everybody's kind of in agreement that you got to figure out a way to get that guy on the field and uh, use his athletic traits to his advantage. Uh, I kind of wrote in our three players to watch piece earlier this week. I think he'd be a great spy on on Anthony Richardson, just a a guy to keep an eye on him, make sure he's not getting out of the pocket and going down for huge gains. Um, he's got that kind of speed and athleticism, I think, to be able to bring him down um, and, and really be a uh, kind of a pain in, 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 in Richardson's behind. So it uh, will be interesting to see kind of how they use these guys, how they dial up the pressures. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to have to worry too much uh, about Richardson with his arm. You know, I think the secondary, um, if, if, if there's anything that's going to beat the secondary, I think it's going to be the communication issues. Um, you know, the, uh, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For them. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be uh, – there's there's a lot of advantages here for LSU to have some success and kind of have a, a get-right game, just like, just like offensively. I think this is a game where you can really all around see some advantages for LSU in, in terms of them getting back on the right track. Yeah, and what uh, where this uh, Florida team really thrives is they have a, pretty much a four headed monster at running at in the running game. Uh, all f- they have four rushers, including Anthony Richardson, all sitting around forty rushes this year. Uh, no one, no one really going past that. Uh, and they are all kind of like built differently, all kind of run a little bit differently. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh, the change of pace that they'll see a lot because it's a heavy rotation uh, of some really talented young running backs. And then Anthony Richardson, LSU, we, I've said it a million times this season, I feel like they, have, they only play mobile quarterbacks at this point, but they continue to have terrib- uh, have a ton of issues bringing quarterbacks down. And I don't know if you've ever seen Anthony Richardson, but he's like 6'4", 240, and uh, incredibly hard to tackle. So if you're having issues tackling like Bo Nix and and Robbie Ashford, you have to think you're going to have issues tackling Anthony Richardson and bringing him down. So that's really something that could end up killing this team. Uh, So 
that's why I put him in my players to watch just because to see how LSU, how, how LSU counters that and how LSU goes about bringing him down because he is, he's big and fast and strong. Uh, he has not had the best, uh, best season throwing the ball, but uh, he's still a threat running. running Man, just, I mean, think back to that week one game where they had, where, I mean, he, was looking like an early Heisman candidate, and it's really dropped off for him passing wise. Um, yeah, I think I saw a stat that you know in that first game he had something like two two touchdowns to zero picks, and now it's the last five games it's two touchdowns to six interceptions or something like that. It's been rough for, for them through the air, and so LSU's secondary I think has you know they're going to have some opportunities to make some plays. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing comes down to which team takes care of the ball more on offense. We know LSU's done a really, you know, you know pretty good job of that this year so far. Um, you know, turnover margin, they're very similar in turnover margin. They're, uh, I think LSU's forced 12 turnovers. Uh, Florida's forced 12 themselves. Um, but they've also given it away, I think, one or two additional times than LSU's offense. So they're pretty much right there neck and neck in terms of turnover margin. The um, uh, – the, the big stat that stands out to me and where LSU has a chance to really, uh, really, really make a, make a difference in this game is uh, the third downs is really bad for, for Florida's defense. Um, they are, they're allowing over half of the third downs to be converted, which is one of yeah. the worst in the country. That's really bad. There was that I think one game that they had they gave up four or five third and fifteen pluses, yeah. Uh, so just not not great stuff out of the Florida defense. So if LSU can uh, can stay on the field and then get off the field on third down, uh, it'll be huge. Yeah, I was looking at kind of the first down defense earlier uh, this week for for a story and. Uh, yeah, Florida is not doing so hot in, in first downs. They've allowed 140 first downs to their opponents in the first six games uh, of their season. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, like you said, a good chunk of that is coming on third down. Um, you know, LSU's done a pretty, a, a, a little bit better job uh, since that Florida State game of getting off the field on third down. Um, you know, they really weren't able to do it much against um, Auburn or, or, or really even last week against Tennessee. They really weren't many third down opportunities because <laughs> Tennessee was getting so many big chunk plays on them. But um, yeah, you know, I think you're absolutely right in that, that respect. I think LSU's um, offense is going to have an ability to move the they're going to have a chance to move the sticks. And I think it really just comes down to execution. I mean, I really do. I don't think it's personnel. I'm not even sure it's all that much play calling. I think it's, you've got to be able to execute um, early in the game. You've got to be able to, to keep Florida on its toes um, and move, you know, kind of take the crowd out of it as much as you can on the road. That's always such a big uh, cliche that's used uh, for road gains, but it's really true in this one, I believe you've got to be able to get Florida off the field um, and, and, and be able to move it on them a little bit on defense or on offense. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, in terms of special teams um, can't be much worse than what we've seen this year. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, the biggest thing is I wrote this in our piece too, our predictions and kind of keys to the game and whatnot. Just don't beat yourselves. Don't, 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 don't give them points. You know, that's, that's kind of the, that's been the problem area for this group in terms of their losses. You know, they've really given, you know, those, those teams, a lot of momentum, the Florida States, the Tennessee's, 
they given them a lot of momentum uh, early in the game, um, and they've 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 gotten down big, and they haven't really been able to recover in some of those games. So, um, you know, if you can get off the field on special teams with a fair catch, I'm totally fine with it. Um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they don't return one punt or return one kickoff in this game, just to kind of ease some feelings, ease the, ease the tension in terms of just the gasps. I mean, like it feels, it feels like every time LSU's back on a punt return. Now you're just kind of holding your breath. And I think I mentioned this last week and you just kind of, you you can't get to that kind of spot. You can't get in that space. And, you know, it's going to be really important, I think for LSU to not, not shoot themselves in the foot in a game that that's very, very winnable. um, Very, very important. And yeah, very important. This, in this swing of, Swing of the swing part of the season, uh, you know, four and three and five and two are two very different uh, records. Especially and, when you're looking up the the opponents that are coming up here. When you got top ten Ole Miss and top ten or top five Alabama uh, mm-hmm. next uh, on the docket, you you, you really want to be uh, having as good a record as you can heading into those two games because. Uh, you know, it could be a long couple weeks in Baton Rouge when those two teams come here. <laughs> so, sure. so going into the year, I had LSU sitting at around uh, uh, my goal record, like final record was seven and five. Just mm-hmm. go seven and five, make a make a little bit of an improvement in Brian Kelly's first year, uh, and look good. It, you know, look don't look terrible. I don't think that there's a question that the the product that we've seen on the field this year outside of special teams has been a lot better than we have seen the past two years. Um, yeah. I, I, in, my, in my opinion, overall, I just, overall, I, think I could see it. Been, I mean, I, I think they caught a nice little hot streak there at the end of Orgeron's year last year, especially on defense. But, um, you know, I do think the LSU started out really well on defense this year too. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think overall it's, it's, it's looking better. Um, yeah. and, I think the future's brighter, but yeah, just go seven and five. And if you win this game, seven and five is very doable. If you lose it, it becomes a lot, a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I guess we can get into a couple of predictions here. Um, you know, I, I, I had this one. Um, I'm going to have to actually go back and look at it real quick. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be a game that I wrote in our predictions piece. It's going to come down to, you know, who controls the line of scrimmage on offense, you know, who, which defense can maybe make one or two more plays throughout the course of a game, uh, whether it's a fourth down stop, whether it's a fumble interception, some kind of momentum turning play. Um, I, I think this is going to be a pretty close one, to be honest with you. I think LSU, you know, you know, when you're going on the road, any kind of road win is nice. We, we saw that with, with Auburn a couple weeks ago, any kind of road win you'll take. Um, I had LSU in my prediction 27 21. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to get into the 30s. I think this is going to be very much a, a game that's controlled on the ground, controlled by the clock. Um, and it's, and again, I think it's just going to be coming down to which, which defense maybe makes one or two more plays at the end, um, which, which offense is able to kind of punch it in maybe in the fourth quarter. Um, kind of, and, you know, LSU, I think, is, has an advantage in that respect. I think they've been a second half team all year. Uh, so if you can kind of get into that second half and, you know, within, you know, three, four, five, six points, uh, I, I like LSU's um, potential in that kind of a game. Um, but what, what about you? What are your predictions on this one? Um, it's going to be a one score game. I think like six out of the last 20 
Mm-hmm. Five out of the last 20 have been d- more than one touchdown, which yeah. uh, obviously leaves a lot of them being one-score games. I feel like this is destined to be another one. Um, it's going to be low scoring. I feel like LSU will squeak it out. I'm going to go 24-21 for my final score, um, and most of that will come in the second half. Yeah, I was seeing some over-unders earlier this week that had this one at like 51.5, 52.5 in terms of over-under. I don't think it gets that. I don't think it gets there in terms of uh, you know, just the the, the, t- the total score of this game. I, I'm kind of sitting in the the past, couple, the past couple years have been pretty high scoring. Yeah. Um, but this is – if you watch these two teams, I don't yeah, think that anyone believes that it'll be that high scoring. I don't think we're getting no, a 37-34 game with Cade York knocking in a 57-yard field goal to end it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I just, I just don't, I just don't see the the high scoring game. And no. and to be quite honest, if LSU wins this game, I I feel much better about it being low scoring game. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I think if. Uh, if LSU's winning this game, it's not going to be in some kind of shootout for sure. Um, okay, well, we can touch on a couple of the SEC games. Um, we we, uh, we kind of teased it a little bit earlier this in the pod, but they've got some big ones. I mean, there's some big games um, this, this weekend, uh, starting with uh, Alabama-Tennessee at 2.30. That's going to be the CBS game. Um, really, really interested in this one, especially if Bryce Young can't play. Uh Tennessee's got an advantage here. I think they are absolutely a for real team. Yeah, you know, just getting a chance to watch them last last week. Um, I thought that their defense played a lot better against LSU, um, and, and their offense is something something. It's really fun to watch. Honestly, as an unbiased mm-hmm. look, uh, they 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 move fast. They are uh, very effective in what they do and what they run in their system. I think they can absolutely give Alabama a huge huge test here, especially at home. Um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Tennessee wins this game. Um, you know, you also got Mississippi State, Kentucky later at night, uh, starting around the same time LSU's game starts. But really, Alabama, Tennessee is the one I'm going to be watching uh, with oh. my popcorn out there. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, just overall football this this weekend is crazy. You got Bills, Chiefs, Saints, uh, Saints, Bengals, which is of course. For Louisiana fans, bigger than it actually is because both those teams yeah. look pretty bad. But uh, but you know, obviously, I'm excited for that one. Uh, Penn State, Michigan is going to be awesome. Uh, Utah, USC, I think is this week too. Yeah, um, a bunch of bunch of bunch of great games. Oklahoma, TC, Oklahoma State, TCU is another great one. Yeah, yeah. bangers, bang after banger. Um, as, as far as SEC goes, um, Tennessee, Alabama, obviously can't wait. Um, a, a bit too many people are picking against Nick Saban for my for my liking. So if I was putting money on this game, I'd probably throw it over to Bama just because you know it's, it feels weird that too many people are like, oh yeah, this team can. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like it, I feel like if you if you're going to beat Bama, people can't give you the respect going into it because I feel like Saban's good about like being like, okay, these these people think that they can beat y'all, and I do. Um, uh, I do really like Jalen Milrow um, a lot. He's going to be very scary. Um, he's not the best passer, but he does allow them to be a little bit more of a running offense, which I do think that they do well with. Um, I like Jameer Gibbs a lot. Um, obviously, Bryce Young's better and would give you a better shot to win this game. I'm a huge fan of Bryce Young. I think he's going to be very, very good for a long time at the next level. Um 
but I still think they have a chance with Moro, just not as much of a chance. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be a great game either way. It's, I, it I, should be awesome. I think so too. Everything that we've seen in recent hours, days, you know, it sounds like Bryce Young is back at practice and even in a limited capacity. Um, I think he's probably going to do everything he can to be able to play in that game. So I, I probably would expect Bryce Young to play just if just a gut feeling. You know, I don't have any insider information on Bama, but um, I think he's, you know, it sounds like he's progressing towards that uh, decision. Um, it'll be a fun weekend. Like you said, Joey B and Jamar Chase heading back to the Big Easy. Uh, they had some success there last time they played. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really excited for that one. I mean, um, you know, I'm probably about as big a Burrow fan as you could probably find. But, I'm, you know, you're when you're a Saints fan, you're a Saints fan ride or oh, die. Yeah. And I think Saints everybody in New Orleans uh, is going to be rooting for the Saints. Um, it, so. It's just rough because that means one of either the Saints or the Bengals are going to be two and four yeah. and with a very bleak outlook. But the way I see it, Better the Bengals be two and five, uh, two and four because it's just one one inch closer than firing Zach Taylor, who yeah. should be in jail for war crimes at this point for what he does with that. <laughs> all his play calling has been questionable <laughs> to say the least. And uh, man, yeah, you get that scenario. You know, you know who's you know who's out there. Um, it would be that would be. Hey, I know what you're would, saying. Sean would, Payton to the Bengals would be awesome. Bill, I'm for it. I, 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 I mean, honestly, that would probably bleed into even more new orleans fans becoming bengals fans honestly it would just add fuel to that fire if that if that you know happened but um yeah well, well all right we'll, we'll get out of here uh we'll enjoy a great weekend of football we'll be back here on sunday maybe we'll have sunny in we're not sure yet uh but we'll definitely have me and me and dylan recapping this one looking ahead to next week at Ole miss uh but until then we'll certainly see you guys soon from the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!